Welcome to the True Grit Strength Podcast. I'm Ryan Steck. And I'm Rachel Geiger. We created the True Grit Strength Podcast so that we can share our stories around how strength training changed us for the better and helped us to discover our athletic potential, develop grit, and pursue growth in all aspects of our lives. It's through our stories that we hope to share with you that regardless of where you are or where you've started from, you can build strength and athleticism in all ages and stages of life despite loss, injuries, or setbacks. So how do you make a comeback to the gym when the odds are stacked against you? Tune in to find out. Hey everybody, welcome to the True Great Strength Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back. We got an exciting topic to get today. Yeah, um, I'm super excited uh, for today's episode. Um, We actually got this question a while ago when we were putting together our last two Q&A episodes. Um, and we decided to save it because it just felt like there was a lot to it. Um, and we get this question. Literally all the time. All the time. Yeah. I, I like I got this question like on Friday, just a couple days ago. Yeah, and it's something that I pretty much talk about with almost every single client that I have who's in a relationship. So very common topic that people want to know about. So um, yeah, so we'll dive into the question and we're going to talk a little bit about our own experience because weirdly that is part of the question is people kind of wondering like how we choose to navigate our nutrition and meal planning together. Um, and then we're going to give some tips for, um, if you are in a relationship or you are living with somebody, Mm -hmm. um, you are trying to tackle, um, some kind of diet goal, whether it be to lose weight or gain weight or just improve overall health and nutrition. Um, and you are having trouble with your partner being on board or you're not really sure how to navigate that. Um, we're going to, uh, provide some tips at the end for some options that you have and some strategies that you can use to make sure that you can get what you need um and you know not have any drama around it (laughs) yeah yeah for sure um I think that this question um and our answer to it will be super helpful for people who are in a relationship but if you're not that's okay too yeah I mean because I think the same strategies could apply to roommates or yeah or even even really just like friends or any type of like food situation where there's food involved or like any time you're like trying to stick to like a very specific goal um I think that this can be useful for you yeah definitely so all right so I'm gonna read the question um and we'll go from there yeah okay so the question is um when two people partners are on separate pages as far as diet and exercise go how do you recommend they get at least mostly on the same eating page It's hard making two different meals, but I know you and Rachel make it work. Are you on the same diet? I feel that would make it easier, but my partner varies and I'm trying to be strict, but she's a snacker. So sometimes I get roped into grazing absent-mindedly. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's a lot to this. So we're going to talk a little bit about what we do um, because that was part of the question and like, 
oddly enough, like whenever clients ask me this or friends ask me this and whenever you have people ask you mm-hmm. this, they're always like, well, how do you guys do that? And like, how do you make it work? And like, I feel like this is a really good topic because I'm also in like a lot of nutrition groups on Facebook and I see this question come up in those groups all the time, which is right. just like... I'm cooking food for my partner and they don't like what I make or they're complaining that like I'm on a diet and they don't want to be on a diet Mm. or like, do I make two separate meals? That seems like a lot of work. And so like, just like this person has, you know, phrased in this question, um, it does seem like a lot of work, but we're going to actually discuss why it's actually not. Right. And I just want to frame too with this question and like with our response is like, Every time someone asks me this and I tell them that Ryan and I cook and prep separately, the reaction is always like so shocked. Yeah, I get the same reaction People are always like, oh my goodness, you do what? Right. Um, So it's really interesting. It's like we've just told them that we're like swingers or something (laughs) and they just like don't understand. (laughs) Right. And it's so it's just very interesting because. Or they're like questioning the legitimacy of like our like relationship or connection because we don't want to share that. And I'm just going to go ahead and preface this whole conversation with thinking that like I don't think there's anything sexy about cooking cooking together (laughs) like it's stressful our kitchen is small there's too much going on it just does not seem like a fun time to me to be like cooking together yeah and alternatively to that I would never ever ever be somebody who would expect you to make food for me so let's just go ahead and get that out of the way (laughs) yeah that is really true yeah so I know I'm not I'm not saying that this person who asked this question thinks that I don't think that at all um but in on my Facebook groups, I do think that comes up a lot. Yeah. Where it's like, sorry, not to go to be like, you know, whatever about this, but like, it's usually the woman complaining or complaining yeah. that she wants to make something else. And then the guy is complaining that heteronormative. I don't want to be heteronormative, but it's usually the guy is complaining about what the wife or partner has cooked in right. whatever. And it's like, it's like, just cook go your cook your own, own meal. Like, yeah, right. Like, no. So we're, and, or, you know, it's, it could be the guy that's, or the male is cooking or the other partner that's cooking. Regardless, I would never expect you to make food for me. Yeah. And if you did, and we're so nice and kind to do so, I would never, ever complain about what it was. If I wasn't going to take control and make what I want, which is exactly what we're going to talk about. And I just want to add that I know you have very specific nutrition goals. And the few times I have cooked you like a birthday dinner or something, I've made it fit into your macros purposefully. (laughs) Right, right. You know, because I know you have those goals. So, okay. Um, All that framing being said, we obviously have a lot to say about this topic. Um, So I guess the best way to do this would be like explain like what we do and a little bit about our backstory um, and like how we make this work for us. Yeah. So do you want to start or do you want me to start? Yeah. Well, I think, I think the thing for us that made so just, I guess that we haven't actually said this. So we completely cook and meal prep our meals totally separate. Yeah. So like I, anything that all the stuff that I'm going to eat and buy and stuff for the week, like we go to the grocery store, we each buy what we need to make separately, separately yeah. buy we whatever do separate it is. orders. Right. Yeah. Like whatever it is that we're going to buy from the store. Like we make our own list, we buy our own food, we prep our own food ahead of time. Like all of that stuff is done separate. 
with the exception of like maybe a, a dinner on a weekend um or maybe breakfast. Or usually breakfast on saturdays and sundays we cook that together right um but outside of that unless it's like a special occasion where we're like deciding to make something together like, like a we, holiday or something right like yeah. we keep everything split down the middle totally separate mm-hmm. um and we what I think makes makes that easier for us, the easier choice for us, is a lot of reasons, which we'll get into. But like the also the big thing was that before we moved in together and we're living together, we were all also already doing that, right? Cooking our own food, meal prepping, etc. Right. So like it was easy to just keep doing it that way. Right. We've been together for five years, and we've been living together for three. Three. So. Yeah, the first two years of our, our relationship, we were living separately, cooking separately, buying groceries separately. Right. And so once we moved in together, it was just felt like the natural progress. You know, we just kind of like naturally kept doing that. Right. And I think like the other thing too about it is that like I've been counting macros for like five years. I think I was starting to do that before... I was doing that kind of before we met. Right. But I really got serious about it right around the time that we started dating when we weren't before we were living together, obviously. So like I've been, you know, meal prepping and like focusing on nutrition and like following macro counting and all of that flexible dieting stuff for like five years now. Right. And I've only been doing it for about two and a half, three years, maybe. Right. And so that being said, it's like if you are somebody who's ever followed a specific diet or even done macro counting, like you know how specific the needs are. Yes. Like it's literally down to measuring things like by the gram. Right. And so it's like very, very, it's like fine tuning diet. It's not just like right. I, I eat this, I don't eat that or whatever. Or I'm flexible. I'm it's chill. Not it's not res- like, restrictive in the sense that like you don't have to. No, but it's not restrictive, but it's very specific. Right. Like you have to measure how much olive oil you use to, you know, cook your vegetables or whatever. Right. And so like also to just so you guys understand, and I don't sound like a complete psychopath for like wanting to do that. The reason why I do that is because I have very, very specific goals. Like I have very specific body composition goals. Like I've been working towards those goals for the last five years. Like, and I fully understand, especially as a coach and somebody who follows nutrition education, I understand the importance of if I have specific expectations and goals for Um, for my fitness and for my body composition, nutrition plays an incredibly large role in that. Right. It is probably 80% of it. And so I understand like that in order for me to reach my goals, like I have to be able to fine tune my nutrition if I expect to see those results. Right. And I think you understand the same thing. Right. And so part of why we choose to do it this way is because we both understand what it takes for us to be able to reach our goals and that we understand how much nutrition plays a role in that. Right. And from my perspective, it would be incredibly unfair for me to expect you to drop what you want to do and stop following your goals to accommodate me. Right. And vice versa. Right. So that's pretty much in a nutshell why we do it this way. <laughs> yeah. And there's a, like there's one other thing that's pretty big. And like it's truly that like Ryan and I have totally different diets. I don't eat meat. Um, and Ryan does. Right. You know, and that's like another common question we always get is like, oh, you're vegetarian? Like, is Ryan? And it's like, well, no. 
And it's like, oh, well, how does that work? And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. He just eats meat and I don't. <laughs> right. I mean, I, and like, I understand that like, for some people that might not be okay. Like for yeah. some people, like oh, I know yeah, some really sure, strict vegetarians who would not want their partner cooking meat in the house all the time. And yeah. like, that would be a specific situation that you would have to choose to navigate. Right. But that's what we're going to get into is that basically what we're talking about here is that it comes down to, to making choices. Right. And it's like, you know, for what I need from a dietary perspective is often very different than what Rachel needs from a dietary perspective. And we're not always aligned on that. There's times where I'm trying to gain weight, you're trying to watch your weight, or yeah. or I'm trying to cut weight and you're not paying attention to it, or we're not it's kind of it's kind of it would be crazy to think that we would always be on the same page with that. Right. And because... I would say nine times out of ten we're not at all. Right. Yeah, and, like, we, I mean, we definitely have different fitness goals and nutrition goals, you know, that we're focusing on. And I think, like, there's times Ryan's gone on a cut where I've been like, ugh, I do not want to do that right now, you know. But, like, I'm still conscious of the fact that he's doing that and I need to be supportive and and we'll get into kind of what that looks like. But I think another major difference is, like, for a long time, I was meal prepping and Ryan wasn't. Like, meal prepping's just been, like, ingrained in my life since I became a teacher just because it, like, made my day-to-day a lot easier knowing that I had breakfast and lunch, like, ready to go. It was, like, something I could take off my plate for the week and just set me up for success and make things easier because my job is just so demanding and can be really mentally draining It really helped me to know like, okay, I've got breakfast is taken care of. I don't have to think about it. Lunch is done. I don't have to think about it. Dinner is done. I don't have to think about it. Um, And I've been meal prepping like since before we even lived together. Mm -hmm. And that's just something where it's like on Sundays, that's what I do. That's my routine. And that kind of leads us to just not cook together. Yeah. And we've talked about like how wild it would be for us to like meal prep together Like, just the volume that that would take, you know? Yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing, because, like, yeah, so, like, I recently just started meal prepping. And when I say that, like, I've always, like I said, I've been following macros for the last five years, but, like, I was always somebody who would just, like, go to the store, buy enough food to make, like, three different types of things. Mm -hmm. And then throughout the week, I would just, like, cook and eat those things. Like, it wasn't as, as, like, specific. I wasn't, like, you know portioning out meals and containers and all that right but I was watching what I ate and following macros obviously but like since January I've been trying to make more of an effort to do what you do which is like you know actually portion out food and containers and so I have it all literally all I have to do is heat it up up, and it's like reduced heavily the amount of times amount of nights per week that I actually have to sit there at the stove and cook something right exactly right and like that was kind of the goal it's like at the end of the day I'm tired and I just want to be able to heat something up and And be done with it right so I'm only cooking like two maybe three days a week um, and the same, and I try to alternate those so that we're not trying to navigate and do that in the kitchen. So, like a common reaction that we get, and I think is a it's a fair point, is people automatically assume, as you know, stated in the original question, right? Um, it seems like a lot of work to make two meals. Like, isn't that so much harder? And like we talk <laughs> about that, and like to me, no, no. <laughs> like to me, the harder thing would be like, 
okay, we're going to make tacos this week. That's actually even easier. But like, yeah, we're going to make whatever. And it's like, now we have to go and buy enough food for us both to eat for the next five to six days. Plus, we don't even have stuff to cook that much food in at one time. And then we're both in the kitchen, and which Ugh. is our kitchen. Even though we live in a house, our kitchen is very small. Yeah. Um, and it's annoying for us both to be in there at the same time, which is why we typically meal prep on different days. Yep. Um, to me, that sounds way harder. Yeah. When I think about batch cooking my own meals for meal prep, like, I mean, it's work. You know, it's manageable, and I do it because I know it saves me time in the long term. But, like, I can't imagine, like, chopping double the vegetables opening double the containers, like, portioning out double the meals, measuring double the things. Like, it's a, it, it's a lot of work. Yeah. So, to me, like, no. Like, we're just, like, splitting that in half and doing it on different days. Like, we're still cooking the same amount of food because, like, again, like, I would never expect Rachel to, pro- to meal prep for me. <laughs> right. And Ryan and I have different macros, too, which is another thing. Like, Right, like I need more protein than you do. Right. I eat like double the amount of carbs that you do. Right. Like so So then it's like what do we do I get like 25% of the food and you get 75%. Right. So figuring out like the macros <laughs> and the portions and all of that because we have such different needs yeah. is that to me seems like a nightmare. Yeah, it's like it is awful. way easier to say, "Okay, Rachel, like today from 4 to 5, you got the kitchen, go meal prep your food and right. like I'm going to do it tomorrow night or I'm going to do it later." Right. And and I just have to worry about what I'm making, making enough food for me for the week. And like, to me, like, that's just way easier. And like, in terms of cost, like we're not also not spending any more money. Yeah, it's the same amount. Right? Like when we go to the grocery store and buy stuff for us both, like I would say we would still spend the same amount of money. Yeah. And I mean, we still shop in bulk, you know, at... Right, like we still go to Costco and buy things, you Like know. common things that we both eat, like oatmeal, right? We'll buy that in bulk and just split the cost or... Yogurt and eggs yes. and all that kind of stuff. So like, yeah, like there are things that we split down the middle, but, you know, like also like I buy a lot of meat because I'm not a vegetarian and right. like I don't expect you to pay for that and like... It's just easier. I mean, but even when we go to the grocery store and do our typical like HEB grocery store haul, like our total bill is like maybe a hundred and thirty dollars yeah at at like the high end yeah Mm -hmm. and that's for us to prep and cook all of our own separate meals for the the entire week. week so i can't imagine that like we're not saving money by you know what I mean like if yeah. we were cooking yeah. the same shit well, like oops if we were cooking the sorry and we were cooking the same stuff like we would probably still be spending close to the same amount of money so I don't look at it as being like cost inefficient either yeah I mean I would argue if we had the same diet and I ate meat we would probably spend more money oh yeah because we'd be you know I save the amount of meat. I save a lot of money not eating meat and eating more vegan vegetarian because I'm I spend most of my money on produce and, you know, fresh things. Right. Which tends to be a little cheaper here. Right. So I guess some of the things that we've highlighted, right, is that, like, for us, it doesn't feel harder. Um, we we prep at separate times. Mm-hmm. So, like, I usually, you know, prep on Sundays midday, and then Ryan will sometimes prep Sunday night, or sometimes you even do it on Monday, I know. So, like, we don't, you know, work in the kitchen in the same time. Um, same amount of money. Right. Um, And it allows us to be like in line with what I know I need in my macros and what Ryan needs in his. So 
that's like the way that it works for us. Yeah. Um, and again, and like it comes down to like us both respecting the fact that we have different needs and right. goals and we don't feel like either one of us needs to sacrifice that just to accommodate the other person. Right. Right. And like that, that wouldn't seem fair because there was also a time too where like you weren't really tracking macros or yep. watching your nutrition as closely, but I was. Yep. And, and even then... You know what I mean? Like we would still cook separately for that reason. Right. Right. And it's so, so anyway, I think, I think that's really like the main thing, which is like what we're going to get into in a minute with the tips. But, and before we move on, like there's one more sort of um, thing that are pushback that we get from people or, or, you know, people list this as a challenge yeah. Um, that we want to address as well. So like another common reaction that we tend to get from people is like, They'll say, oh, well, like, cooking with my partner and, like, food and, like, enjoying food with my partner is, like, how we connect with each other. Like, that's how we form connection and bond. So if we were to take that away, um, we wouldn't have that opportunity. Right. And it's almost like people, like, when we tell them that we cook separately, they kind of look at us like... Oh, but isn't that how you guys stay close? Like, aren't you supposed to be doing all of the same stuff? Right. And oh, it, right. Like, as if, like, us doing we need that to be separate... totally aligned. Right. Or, yeah. like, us doing that separately is, like, a sign that we're not as close or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And here's what I have to say about that. Yeah, we, we have big feelings around that. Um, I care more about respecting Rachel's goals and nutrition needs and vice versa because I look at that as like us supporting each other in in kind of like supporting each other's growth yeah if you care really a lot about like your diet and being healthy and like reaching your you know health and fitness goals then I'm supposed to be the person that's supporting you in that right and me asking you to like order takeout when you're trying to cut calories is not being supportive of that And so also too, like, let's just also highlight the fact that like, we still eat dinner together every single night. Right. It's a matter of just like, okay, I'm heating this up in the microwave. You're heating this up in the microwave or the air fryer. You know how we are. (laughs) Um, Okay, great. Put it on plates. Go sit down. We're going to watch our show. We're going to eat our dinner. We're going to catch up on our day. And like, that's the connection portion. Right. So like, we still eat together. We just don't cook together. Right. You know? And we're not eating the same thing. Right. And so like, I don't see, I don't really understand unless, and again, we'll get into this, unless you're somebody who like, you really enjoy cooking and you enjoy being in the kitchen and your partner also enjoys that too. And like you cooking together is like a bonding experience for you. Sure, I can Then I that. can kind of understand this obligation, but we're going to give you some tips on how to navigate that in a minute as well. But just kind of right off the bat, it's like, no, like we still connect. We still have dinner together every single night. Like I said, like on the weekends, like we cook breakfast together. Like that's kind of, you know, how we, how we navigate that, you know, once a week we'll have sort of, I don't like calling it a cheat meal, but we'll have some kind of like refeed, you know, some kind of (laughs) meal out, out of our normal routine where we order takeout or we go grab something or whatever. Um, and we enjoy that together. Um, but outside of that, it's like, I don't feel disconnected from you because we don't cook together. That's just not something that I care about, but I know some people do. Yeah, and I think, like Ryan said, like, acknowledging, you know, our needs and, like, respecting those boundaries for us is definitely, like, where the connection piece comes in. Like, I know I can just speak from experience when 
um, I decided to like take a month off from drinking, which, you know, and eventually led into my now sobriety is like, I went to Ryan and was like, Hey, like I'm going to take the next month and like be alcohol free. Um, like I need you to support me on that. And like, it wasn't even like a conversation. He was just like, of course. And like, he also just hasn't drank for like a year, just like me. And I didn't ask for that. I didn't, like, specifically say I needed that. I wouldn't have minded if he chose a different path. But, like, to me, that was a direct communication of, like, hey, I see you. I see what you're trying to do. And I support you so much so that, like, I'm willing to do this with you and not, like, kind of let you go out on your own. Right. So, like, us us being close and having a connection – is largely rooted in us supporting each other in our goals and needs. Right. Right? Like, that's that's different. That's deeper than just, like, having an activity that we do together. Right. Which, again, like, we'll, we'll get into that. But, yeah. All right. So, with all of that, um, we wanted to give you all some tips on, like, how to navigate this with your partner. And, again, I think it could be diet-related, I think it could be fitness related and I think that you could use this outside of like a partner situation. Like you could use it with friends, with family, with coworkers. Like there's a lot of different things that you can do um, to make sure that like the people in your life are, are supporting you. Right. With anybody that you're, that you're close to, obviously like this can apply. So, so when I'm thinking about, okay, so for tips for how to navigate this situation, if you are somebody who's trying to improve your health, your nutrition, your fitness, and you're having struggle or getting pushback from your partner or somebody who's close to you, in my opinion, um, and again, kind of rooting, going back to the original question, which is like, how do you approach somebody if I'm trying to improve my nutrition, but my partner is not on board, right? like how do you navigate that? And what I think really it boils down to um, out of all the stuff we've addressed so far is you really have two options. Okay. Um, the first option is basically like you have to, um, both of these also are heavily rooted in solid communication. So yes, like you have to communicate, that, right? you have to communicate with either of these two options, like you have to com- communicate a, like what, what your goals are, why they're so important to you and why you need the support of this person in yep. order to accomplish it. For sure. So that kind of goes, you know, f- applies for both of these. But the first option is like, you have to get your partner, you can get your partner on board and you can set these boundaries and guidelines for what you need, um, for what you need in order to be successful with your food choices and your diet. So again, like communication is key. So like what that would look like is, okay, I'm going on an, I'm trying to lose weight mm-hmm. and you're not. Right. And I have to come to you and say, okay, Rachel, listen, I'm like really trying to lose weight. This is something that's really important to me because I've been feeling really down and like low confidence. And I'm like really trying to turn this around is really important to me. Um, I need you to be on board with this. Right. But what specifically does that look like? Right. <laughs> right. Right. Like you have to be specific because you could just be like, yeah, sure. Cool. And then. But then like, you know, the minute I get a craving for something and like I'm not thinking about dieting. Right. You know, like I might treat myself with that or whatever. Right. And so like I like the other thing about this is like this is where, you know, it's like even if Rachel is not also trying to lose weight, she can still be respectful of my choices. Right. Even if you're not even ready to have 
any that, of that conversation right. about your own behaviors, you can still respect my boundaries. Yes. So like what that might be looking like, if I'm saying that, okay, be specific, that might mean like, hey, like I really, um, I want to limit the amount that we're ordering takeout, you know, from three times a week to maybe we only do it once a week. Yeah. Um, or, you know, I really struggle with cravings and self-control around like certain types of foods. So I would really, really appreciate it if you would stop buying chips at the grocery store. Yeah. Uh, at least for a little bit or, until I can get on control or just don't eat them around. Right. Me. Or like compromise, right? Like if you want to have like those chips and cookies or whatever, like maybe you could eat them at work instead of at home in front of me. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So... Basically, like, the, the theme is, it's like, you're being very specific about what you need, right? Um, and you're setting boundaries and guidelines for what you need the other person to do. Um, so, for example, if one person is responsible or does most of the cooking, so let's just say, like, in your partnership, one of the, one of the people prefers cooking, likes to cook, enjoys cook, maybe is better at cooking, I'm not sure, Right. Whatever the the case may be. It's important for that person who is cooking to know what you need um, and agree to participate by, like, making the adjustments to your meals. So, like, if, for example, your, you know, partner cooks and you're trying to stay within your macros and maybe, like, your fat goal has been lowered, like, maybe they need to, like, measure the amount of olive oil they use so that you can, like, track it into your macros. Right. So basically, in this scenario, your partner is now accommodating specifically what you need to be compliant with whatever diet you're on. Right. Right. So it's just like, that's one of the options. So like, if again, like Rachel said, if your partner is the one who's doing most of the cooking, like they have to understand what those, what your diet is, what you need from it, and what adjustments they need to make in their cooking so that like you can fulfill and be compliant with your, with your meals. Um, if that means them cooking a separate meal for you, that's a conversation you can have, but you know, that might be more difficult. So it really is just like, but whatever it is, it's like the whole point is that you're communicating what you need from your diet. And that person has the choice of whether or not they want to help you accommodate you. Right. They can either say, yes, I'm okay. I understand. I want to support you. and I'm going to accommodate you by making these adjustments and the meals that we're making or that I'm making and how I'm going to cook the food so that you can make sure that you have your diet and you're compliant with it. Um, or they can choose not to do that. Right. Right. And both of those scenarios are fine, but the whole point is you're having that conversation and you're telling them what you need. Right. They can still make the decision whether or not they were, were they were, whether or not they want to support you. Where I think this gets complicated is when the other person says, "Yes, okay, absolutely, one hundred percent, I'm gonna support you," <laughs> and then they don't actually do that or change anything, and they're kind of their behaviors are still encroaching on the boundaries that you very clearly set. Right. Right. Right, exactly. Like if you're, for example, saying, oh, I want to try to eat more like whole foods that are like real, you know, not processed foods. And they're like, yeah, 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 for sure. But then they like make like frozen french fries every night. It's like, okay, well, that's not working. Right. And then another conversation might need to happen. Um, This might also look like, just another example, uh, might look like asking your partner to avoid having certain foods in your house. Um... Note that, like, if your partner is still choosing to keep certain foods around, this will definitely, like, challenge your self-control, which is totally normal. I struggle with this all the time. 
Like, if I buy foods and they're in the house, like, I will eat them, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And sometimes that's way harder to navigate than just, like, having a conversation or getting your partner on board. Right. And I think where this becomes really tricky is it, it seems as if because you need something you're asking somebody else to give up things that they wouldn't normally Mm, have to give up. Right, right. Right? And, like, that is a very tough conversation. Like, I'm not – I don't mean to navigate this as as if it's easy because I know that that's not an easy conversation to have because you might be in a certain place and ready to establish certain habits and your other – and the other person might not be ready for that or willing to do that at all. Right. Right? And there's nothing wrong with that one way or the other. But where I think people run into this as a huge roadblock is they're – they're putting their results on hold to then accommodate the person who's not ready. Right. And, like, that is ultimately going to lead to, like, disappointment, frustration, and resentment, resentment. later on down the road. Yeah, like, sure. there's nothing good that can come out of that situation. And the way that I look at it is, even though it is a big ask, you have to decide, like, how badly you want it. Like, how bad do you want the results that you need, that you want to achieve, um, that is requiring you to tackle these nutrition habits? Right. If you want it bad enough, um, you know, it might be that you just need to take control of that. Because where I think people say, oh, well, you know, like, I'm doing really well, but my partner brings home and he's, you know, they refuse to, to follow my, what I need, or they, they keep bringing chips home, or they keep ordering takeout, ice or, or whatever, ice cream, or yeah. whatever it is. It's like, really, what you're doing there, well, there's two things. One, the person is being disrespectful to you. Sorry, yeah. like, I know that's hard to hear, but that's just really what it is. Right. They're choosing not to respect your boundaries and not to help support you in your goals. And, or that or the fact that like you know you're giving all of your power away to this other person right and that's the part that personally for me I really I refuse to do like I refuse to put my my goals and what I need on hold just to accommodate somebody else if that person is not respecting me right right like it would be a very different conversation if we needed to find some different kind of balance Right. But if you're just like flat out, like ignoring and disrespecting my boundaries and making things way harder than me, like I'm going to have a hard time. I'm going to have a hard time with that. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like I, but I think people who are like, oh, I can't lose weight because my partner, you know, does X, Y, and Z. It's like, well, you're giving all of your power away to that person. Right. So you're letting them actually be in control of whether or not you reach your goals rather than just taking ownership and doing what you need to bypass that. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. This is a really deep kind of conversation, but because it raises some issues, I think with maybe within the relationship, if that person is not willing to respect you, because there's a difference in being like, you know what, I'm not ready to tackle my health and nutrition, but like, I respect that you are. And so you're asking. I'm going to support that. Right. So like, you know, Mm. I'm not going to go on a diet and I don't need to be on the same diet as you, but like, if I want to drink or I want to go order a pizza, like I'm going to go out and do that with my friends. Right. And I'm not going to bring it into the house because I know that's going to make it really hard on you. Another like way to frame this, because when Ryan and I were initially having this conversation, like we both agreed that like that feels harsh for some reason like when it involves food or when it involves food really it's like seems to be harsh to like ask for what you need or like um like there's a little more wiggle room like if someone doesn't respect it and it's like oh I got these cookies like it feels a little more like um it doesn't seem as 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 negative or harsh but I framed it to Ryan I was like imagine if like 
an issue that you and I were having was like, I have to wake up super early, right? Like I wake up at 5.30. Imagine if Ryan like stayed up all night. Like Ryan doesn't have to wake up at 5.30. So, you know, whatever. He could go to bed whenever he wants. Imagine if he like stayed up all night like, playing video games, like, blasting music, like, having the TV super loud, like, up all night, and I was like, hey, like, I wake up really early, like, can you please, like, keep it, you know, the volume to a minimum, like, I need to get solid sleep, blah, 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 like, that feels so easy and clear, Mm -hmm. and, like, if he were to violate that, it would be incredibly disrespectful. Right. You know, and it's no different with food. Yeah. Like, if I have a very big boundary that I'm trying to set around my nutrition and someone in my life is, like, flat out ignoring what I'm asking for and just, like, flat out, like, shoving it back in my face, like, that's a problem. Yeah, it is. I mean, and, you know, it's, I think, the thing about food is that, like, when people are going, when people have like issues with like cravings and emotional eating mm-hmm. and just like a hard time navigating like self control over their food choices already, so much of that psychology is environmental. And so there's so many, and most of the factors at play there are, are environmental, right? And so it's just like you were associating certain times of day or certain things from your childhood around the house or whatever with certain food cravings. Like, it's largely to do with your environment. So whenever somebody is like really trying to tackle, you know, eating healthy and following a diet, how they set their environment up is going to be a major, major factor in in their success. Because most people, like I, I like I said, I've been following the same diet for five years. Um, and if you brought home and kept donuts in the house. Yeah. On a regular basis, like I would not be able to help myself. Like no. and and so like that tackling me tackling that is way, way harder right. and, and unreasonable than just being like, hey, can you please not do this? Right. Because... Or can we just save that for a special occasion or a certain day of the week or or whatever? Right. right. And so it's like Because like it's just like what Ryan and I have talked about before. There's no amount of like willpower that will like stop you. Right. You're and not so- just going to be like motivated to not eat like the, you know, sugary craving foods that are in your house. Right. It's just like setting your vi- environment up for success. Meaning right. that like if I don't have those things, if I don't buy those things at the store, if I don't have them at the house, if I'm not having somebody constantly shove them in my face, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine eating what I'm supposed to eat. I'm fine following my diet. I'm fine breaking out of that when I actively choose to do so. If I want to fulfill a craving, I can plan it out and and just fucking go for it. Oops. And just go for it. You know what I mean? But you have to set your environment up for success and you need people who are going to support you in that. Right. For sure. Like there's no, the video game thing I think is a good example. I think another good example was if you are trying to quit smoking or you're trying to be sober or whatever and your partner is like coming home, you know, like wasted all the time. Right. That's really... That could be hard. That's an issue. That's an issue to tackle. And I think it like what it it speaks to. And in my experience, especially like going through sobriety, like something that I've noticed a lot is like when people boundary test or like push back on your specific goals, right? Like it generally speaks more to like them and something like they're not ready to address within themselves. And I think what we see happen is, like, people – and I don't think it's, like, 
intentional and I don't think it comes from like it's not malicious it's not malicious I don't think it comes from like a you know like um a bad negative space but I think people to kind of try to sabotage your progress even if it's unintentional right like I always try to think like if they're trying to pull you back down right into their own mindset and their own space and like taking your progress personally like this is more something to do with them like I noticed this early on when I when I started working out and it would it would often sound like oh my god no don't go to the gym like come on like let's go get a drink like let's go out like you don't want to go out, you don't want to go to the gym come on mm-hmm. you know and it's not mean it's not malicious it's from this place of like I just want to spend time with you like why are you going to the gym when we could like hang out together Mm -hmm. you know or like early in my sobriety it was like oh like come on it's just one drink like it's not that big of a deal like everyone drinks it's not a problem and it's like okay but like this is what I'm trying to do right you know and then it kind of puts you like in a weird spot and again, it creates that like disconnection piece of like, right. I'm becoming disconnected from you because you're not supporting like what I'm asking you to help me with. Right. Yeah. And so I think if that's kind of the situation that you find yourself in, because again, like this is what we're communicating here is it's a big ask and it's not, but in a way it is because you're kind of forcing somebody else to accommodate you. Right. Right. And if that person is not ready or in a place where they're willing and able to do that, there's some things to unpack there, but that is still their choice to be able to make. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Right. If somebody's not ready to tackle their health and be on the same diet as you or be on the same workout routine as you or whatever, like there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. But this is where we're kind of bringing it into the next option where you need to kind of move on and now start taking instead of letting that person control your results and be in control of how you are navigating your own growth it's time to say okay you have every right to make that decision and be in that place that's fine but i'm going this way and this is what i'm going to do and it's time to start taking control of your own of your own results and actions right and that's really the second option so like you know agree to take control of your of your own actions and what you're doing and be in charge of your own meal prep, diet choices, fitness choices, choices around alcohol, choices around mindset, whatever the choice is, right? Like you have to just decide, hey, you know what? Like I'm going to do, I'm doing me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I'm doing my own thing and like whatever you're doing is fine, but like this is what I'm doing. Right. Because the other thing too, again, back to our original scenario and how Rachel and I kind of ended up here, which is like, to me, it's actually, if, if all the things we talked about in the first option, right? So like getting whoever is the primary cook, getting them on board with what you need diet-wise, yep. asking them to not keep certain foods in the house, asking them not to sabotage your progress and kind of pull you back away from the things that you're trying to do. If navigating all that seems way more difficult, this is actually the easier option. For sure. It's the easier option to say, okay, you're making pizza for dinner or you're ordering pizza for dinner and I'm cooking this other thing that's going to be according to my diet like and there's nothing wrong with that you're not judging them for that you're not making them feel bad you know you're not not connecting with them right it's just like no I'm taking control choosing to take control over my results because it's something that I really care about I'm ready to grow and to adapt and to reach my and you know accomplish my nutrition goals this is what I need to do that and I'm doing whatever it is I need to do to make it happen. And here's what I've learned about this this topic of like 
when you step outside of like your goals, when you're not aligning to like what you want for yourself or like you're not showing up according to like your own truth and like what you feel like you need over time and down the road, that is going to lead to like some serious, serious like break in your own trust with yourself. Mm -hmm. And like, I know every time I break that trust with myself and I step outside and do something that's like not aligning to what I actually want for my own self, it makes me feel awful. Like I just feel not as happy, not as grounded. I get more anxious. Like I can feel it coming when like I am not syncing up with what I actually need. And I think a great example of that is like, Ryan just said, if your partner is ordering pizza and you're like really, really trying to, and again, you can eat pizza, by the way, and like not be outside of your goals. But like if you're trying to get really like in sync and and maybe eat less, you know, take out and that's what your partner is choosing to do. And they're like, come on, come on. It's not a big deal. It's just one night. And like, you know that that's directly going against what you're valuing right now and you do it, it's just going to feel so unpleasant. It feels unpleasant because you're allowing them to control whether or not you're getting the results that you want or allowing them to control whether or not you, you know, have your boundaries respected. It's you're giving all of your power away. And that's where I feel like it becomes really problematic is because I think a lot of times when people are not really ready to tackle their, their health and fitness goals, they use this as an excuse to get out of it. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'll never be able to do this because, you know, my partner refuses to help me or refuses to follow what I need or whatever. And it's like, okay, as long as that's fine, as long as you're acknowledging that you're letting your external circumstances and external factors of what other these other people want um, decide whether or not you get what you want. Yep. And I think that's, I think that's really problematic. So um, the other thing too is if you don't feel like it's fair – um, to ask somebody else to do all of this, right? And that's also a very valid point. If you don't think it's fair, um, or you don't want to be annoying, or you don't want to impose this on somebody else, then then this is even more of a reason to go with option number two, which is just to do your own thing. Right. And again, there's nothing ma- there's nothing wrong with that. There's no that doesn't mean a disconnection in your relationship. That means that it's okay to respect each other's different needs and wants, and to do that separately and find a different way of finding that connection. And so I think, um, you know, another thing is, you know, there can be some compromises here, right? So if you feel like that's unfair to ask somebody to do all of that, and you need to just kind of do your own thing, there's some compromises there that you can make if, you know, you are somebody who feels like, okay, I really connect with somebody when we're cooking meals together, or that's an important aspect of our relationship or whatever, then pick certain days, make a compromise. Yeah right? Just like we do. Okay. Saturdays and Sunday mornings are our days to cook breakfast together. And like, yeah. that's where we get to, you know, have that time. Right. Right. Or, you know, special occasions, maybe you have a date night once a week or like whatever it is where like you kind of like break out of your diet for that person and you kind of do something together where you're not forcing them to follow all of these guidelines and boundaries. Right. So there's a way to compromise without asking somebody to give up what they, without asking Without giving up what you want and without asking somebody else to give up what they want to accommodate you all the time. So figure out what that compromise looks like, um, but take control over what you have actually have control over. Yeah, and that also could look like 
you know, being really structured with time. Like, I know when early in my nutrition journey, like, it just made more sense for me to only focus on Monday through Friday and then, like, just kind of do whatever I wanted on Saturday and Sunday. Like, that just worked for me. It helped me find balance early on and really get comfortable with, like, macros and counting and all these things. Um, And, like, that's another compromise you can make with your partner, you know? Like, hey, Monday through Friday, like, I or whatever. It doesn't even have to be that. It could be, like, Monday through Wednesday. Like, I'm going to try out meal prepping. Like, I'm going to do meal prep for myself. So, like, don't worry about me. Like, I got it. But then, like, the rest of the week, hey, let's focus on cooking together and, like, making meals together. Or, like, I'd love for you to cook for me or whatever, you know? Like, find the balance. And, of course, every relationship is different. Um, but find the balance, uh, that, that works for you and that allows you to still kind of sync up and honor like your own needs. Because I, I truly believe the more we're stepping into our own values and honoring our own needs, right? We all have different needs that are individual to us. The more that we're honoring them, like the stronger your relationships are going to be Mm -hmm. because, you are going to have someone walking and supporting you and honoring your needs as well. Like that's connection. Right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah going to, that goes back to our original point, which is I, I would never expect you to sacrifice what you want and need to accommodate me. Yeah. And vice versa. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like that to me is, is respecting boundaries and connection, but I, you know, I'm not imposing that and saying that's the only way that a relationship can be or anything like that. I'm just saying like for us, that's why it works. Yep. You know, and and like there's one more thing that I want to address with all of this, you know, that is a common again pushback that we get or frustration that we get, which is just like, well, you know, I understand that we have a very specific scenario here that doesn't apply to everybody. Right. Right. Like if like. You know, if you are somebody who who works really long hours or has really stressful days and finding time in the kitchen to cook and meal prep and to do all of this stuff is seems out of reach and you have a partner who is willing to do that for you, who is willing to take up the brunt of the work, who enjoys cooking and likes being in the kitchen and you're wondering like, okay, I just came home from a long day. There's food right here. Why would I not eat that and go cook my own thing? Like this, I understand Right. And like, I understand how that can seem like more work. Um, However, I I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but again, you still have two options. That person can either primarily cook things that match your diet needs, Mm -hmm. or you're just going to have to suck it up, find time to meal prep and do your own thing so that when you get home from that long day or you're done with work and you don't feel like cooking, you just get to heat up something that you already made. Um, versus having to start from scratch and cook something separate, yeah. right? Like those are really the only two options that you have. I mean, if you care about reaching your goals and you want to be on, you want to be compliant with your diet um, and you want to, you know, kind of fine tune this area of your life, those are, those are kind of the two options that you have. Right. And I just want to highlight too, something we spoke about in an earlier episode, like, and it kind of goes along with what Ryan was just saying, like, you have to remember that you always have a choice. Mm -hmm. So like if your partner brings home, you know, takeout or like brings home donuts or brings home something that just like, I I mean, this happens at work all the time too. There's like snacks and like, you know, unhealthy food available for me all the time. 
And it's like, I always have to stop myself and remember like, yes, this food is available to me or like, yes, this choice that maybe I wouldn't normally make is available to be me, but that does not mean that I have to choose it. You know, like I still have control and choice and like it takes a moment, you know, pause and like get aligned with like what you want for your future self and like keep that in mind always. Yeah, because people will get really frustrated in and kind of stuck in the thought loop of blaming external things for why they're not seeing success, mm-hmm. right? Like I can't lose weight because my partner does this or I can't lose weight because, you know, my boss always orders pizza for lunch or, or whatever. And it's like, it's easy. That's the easy way out. Like that's yeah, the easy yeah. excuse to say, okay, well, I can't do these because all these exter- external things are against me. Like we all encounter that on a regular basis, right? So it's just like, there's going to be times where that happens. You know what I mean? Like our neighbor brought over a a dozen cookies the other day, (laughs) right? Like after a weekend that we had already been kind of like eating a lot out of our normal diet routine, yeah, right? It was like the worst timing. It was a very, very thoughtful gesture. So, so so nice. Yeah. And, but you know what I mean? Like stuff like that happens. It happens. Right? Like you still, you still have a choice, right? Like I can say, oh, well, this whole week is, is screwed now because I got these cookies and I'm just going to sit here and eat them. Right? I can make that choice. Or I can say, you know what? I appreciate the gesture. It was really, really nice. I'm going to have one of these and that's it. And move on, right? Yeah. Like we always have a choice. So the more that you give your power to other things and to other people, um, you're not going to reach the goals that you have and and for yourself, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. And you're also setting yourself up to be resentful and angry and frustrated down the road. Right. So I think, you know, to kind of wrap things up here, um, you know, the, the key thing with navigating this with your partner, like whatever path you choose, whichever, you know, situation and boundaries you choose to set with them, however you choose to navigate the situation is obviously up to you. Um, there's no right or wrong way. It's about communication and finding what works. Um, so where you can feel like your needs are being and boundaries are being respected, um, and that you have room to grow and succeed, um, while keeping the other person or, you know, having the other person be feeling the same way. Right. Right. Um, and being happy as well. Um, you can't do that without solid communication around what it is that you need. Right. Like you can't blame somebody else for sabotaging your results if you're not clearly communicating the important, how important this is to you. Right. Um, So that's communication is key with all of this stuff. Absolutely. And I will say too, I think um, if you are listening to this and you're like, no, but you too just don't understand my specific situation. Like I feel you. And you can always reach out with like follow-up questions like, here's my specific situation. Like, how would you navigate this? Right. Yeah. Like I said, this is a deep topic, which is why we saved it, Um, you know, because we wanted to approach it the right way. Um, If you do, like you said, like feel free to email me um, and I'm happy to give you some strategies um, of how to navigate this and where, you know, where you can improve on it or whatever. Uh, Ryan at True Grit Strength um, at Gmail. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, I hope this was helpful for you. Um, I hope you were able to take away something from it. Um, If you need more specific guidance for your own specific situation, obviously reach out to Ryan. Um, And I hope y'all have a great, successful week. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all.